If you think you have the next great movie or TV idea that will make you rich and famous, well, you probably won't get rich and famous. But you may get enriched. I'll let Stephen L. Sears explain that. So it really depends on the situation. I try to encourage people. I tell everybody, if you've got an idea, write it down. Even if you are not going to be a writer, write it. You never know what's going to happen with that. Now, if you're looking for the quick solution of like, how can I become rich and famous? Then I usually say you go to Orson Welles and you ask him for the standard rich and famous contract. <laughs> but that ain't going to happen. You know, you're asking, you know, I'm, I, you want to be an artist and you want to be a creator and you want to be somebody who follows the passion of your heart. That I can kind of help you with at least, at least sharing that with you. If you tell me you just want to go right to the top because you want the glamour and the glory, this is the wrong business for you. There are easier ways to do that not in this business. As I tell people, I was told I wouldn't become rich and famous, and so far it's worked out according to plan. <laughs> You're famous to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, but, I still have a poster of you over my bed. Oh, what, oh did you record you, that? You didn't record is that. Is that the one in the bathing suit with the lady? Uh, no, no. Well, yes, there's that one too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so many, so many young writers don't understand, and this is something you found out or something you do naturally, that writing is a very small part of it. The research and the understanding of how things work and how people are is 90% of it. Um, they'll, they'll come in and they'll say, well, I have a great idea. How do I do this? My main character does this. How does he do that? Yeah. And my answer is research it. Mm -hmm. I, Find out what would happen. How would somebody do that? Yeah. Is it just because we want quick answers or is it just, or is it that daunting? Yeah, a, a lot of that, well, I mean, obvious things like trying to figure out how to get into a trunk, that's different. That's just mechanical. That's, that's not what you're talking about. Right, but about. it's all part of, of, of the story. No. Um, again, those are, those are kind of the, those aspects of, of the mechanical uh, problem solving are, somewhat easier than the character problem solvings and the plot problem solvings. Uh, I, when I talk to people about the things that they're creating and I try to help them along, uh, a lot of it is psychology in the sense that I'm asking them a lot of questions, but I also have to try to keep them focused on what they're doing. Um, first of all, uh, there's a whole bunch of little dictums that I have, little philosophies. Um, one of them is that you don't expect to write a perfect first draft. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. It has to be perfect or I can't go to the next sentence. That's BS. It's not going to happen. Um, you're going to rewrite it. You're going to rewrite it. You're going to rewrite it. And it will never be perfect until somebody pays you and takes it away from you. In which case, you probably will never watch it again because you're afraid that it will not be perfect. It will not be perfect. Exactly. So I always give the analogy of a first draft, for example. Um, I say it's kind of like standing on one side of a of a wheat field and the wheat is higher than your head. You can't see the other side of the wheat field, but you got to get there. So you take out your machete and you start hacking through it and you hack through it and you're just doing the best you can. You're turning right here. You're turning left here. You're not sure if this is the right direction. Eventually you're going to get to the other end of that wheat field. And on the other end of the wheat field, there's a helicopter. You get in the helicopter and you fly up in the air. And now you look down at the wheat field and you see exactly what you did and you go, okay, now I see 
all right, now I can move this, I should have gone that, and now I can change this. That's where the awareness comes. But you're not going to get there right at the beginning. You're still searching. Uh, the other thing is um, there's a problem I have with people who do point A to point B. So when you're doing a first draft, by the way, you're excused for doing this. Sometimes you have, you go into a scene and you just don't know how to get through that scene. Right. All you know you're is lost. you have to. Yeah. So you know that you're, uh, you know, metaphorically, you're entering a door. And in the scene, you have to get to the other side of the room and get out the door. Not physically, but I mean, there's character interaction, there's stuff. Right. But it's kind of like, oh, how do I make it interesting? How do I have the characters interact? What's it going to be about? All I really want to do with this scene is get him out the door with the thing that he picked up. That's it. So you're kind of lost with that. And for a first draft, I tell people, just get them to the other door. Literally, don't try to be creative. Don't try to be wonderful. Just have the person come in, do a bullet point list of what they have to accomplish in that scene. Go through the list. Make it as expo expository or on the nose as you have to get to the other end. Because when you go back and do the rewrite, you're going to fix all of that. But this is the important part about it. Stories are made up of a, of a whole bunch of peaks. You know, look at like it's a mountain range and there's a whole bunch of peaks. And when you do an outline for your story, the first thing you're going to write down are those peaks. This is where he meets, you know, the villain. This is the point where she realizes this is her father. This is the point where the two of them find the treasure. This is the point, you know, you chart it out that way. Right. And you do that as many times as you can. Then the flaw for many writers is they have to connect the peaks. So they try to rush through one peak to get to the other. So they basically do connective tissue. And the connective tissue can be charming. Connective tissue can be wonderful. The problem, though, is this. Um, the connective tissue between the peaks have to be just as riveting and fascinating as the peaks themselves. Because that actually is the adventure. That's the journey. And that has to be something that the audience cannot walk away from. Now, you have a problem when you're a scriptwriter that people who write novels don't have, which is you have constraints. You have a certain time frame you have a certain number of pages because it has to fit into that frame for broadcast. Um, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, yes, it does. Um, but there's always a reverse of that. I know a lot of people who have gone from screenplay, screenplays to novels and I watch the mistakes that they make. Uh, I have been... Uh, fortunate that I have started writing novels and I've been doing short stories for anthologies. Um, got a couple of them coming out pretty soon. So I'm getting more into the prose area and I'm able to actually observe the differences between the two. Uh, screenwriting is also more restricted in other areas. For one thing in screenwriting, everything you write on the page um, has to be seen or heard by the audience. Right. So, in other words, you don't have an inner dialogue. If you are writing a novel, your character can reflect on the character's situation. If you're doing a first person, the character can say, um, well, this wasn't the place I wanted to end up. It reminded me of that place my dad took me when I was a kid. I didn't want to go there either, but he said, this will make a man out of you. And then you start the dialogue with the characters. None of that happens in a screenplay, but I have to actually imply every bit of that through either dialogue or action. There is no 
background narrative. It all happens as it happens. So what a lot of screenwriters find is if they start writing novels, they are suddenly at a loss as to how to fill up the page because they haven't had to work with an inner voice. They don't have that inner narrative. Right. And for a lot of novelists who then try to write a screenplay, their dialogue always ends up being so written and expository because that's what they're used to doing. He <laughs> so, said as he walked into the room and looked around him and saw there were 16 people sitting there, four of them he well, didn't recognize. But not just in the action. That's that's another thing. You're correct on that. That's Because yeah. if you try to tell what the inner dialogue is in action, the director will say, yeah, but how how's the audience going to know that's happening? You're going to have like it written underneath the thing while it's going on? Right. But it's the other thing. Um, if you've written in a novel about two old friends from high school and they meet together 20 years later, you're writing it from a perspective of one of the characters. Almost all prose writing has a particular perspective, which is all the way, by the way, it's absent in screenwriting because the camera is the perspective. It's the POV. So you have one character say, you know, thinking, you know, from his perspective, you know, uh, not a first person narrative, but you know, Johnny entered the room and immediately was overwhelmed by the smell of the cheap cologne it was something that he knew that Harold had had when he was a kid, but it took him back to those times when they were just kids and they had gone out and had fun, but it was that cologne. He knew his father had forced him on it. He didn't want it, but it was a fond memory that he secretly denied. Okay. That's in a narrative in a book, a screenwriter, um, a novelist who is going to the screen would want to get all of that in there. So what the flaw is, is that they would write it this way. It would say interior room, Johnny walks in. Harold is standing there. Then here's Johnny's dialogue. Hey, Harold. Wow, I see you've got that cologne that you had when we were kids. I remember right. that cologne because your dad forced you to have that cologne and you didn't <laughs> like it. But it was, see, that's exposition. And you're sitting there going, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee that you won't be going blah, 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 when you listen to Steve talk about the art of writing on the next episode of Beginnings.